Episode number four. Thank you to everyone who is listening. I appreciate you all. We're still in the midst of isolation at the moment. So tomorrow will mark tomorrow will be nine weeks since we since we had to close the doors to our gym. So nine weeks we've been shut. That is crazy, hey. When I actually think about that it kind of blows my mind that it's been nine weeks. Other than that first week or so, it's actually gone really, really quick. It's going to be weird um, when we open again now. It's kind of gotten used to this new life. Um, but yeah, it's good signs. It's looking like we're getting close to being able to open again, which is really cool. Definitely within the kind of um, next month, hopefully the next couple of weeks. So that is, that's quite exciting actually. And also that'll mean um, for the podcast too, hopefully I'll be able to get some other people on and um, I'd love to be able to give other people the opportunity to tell their stories as well which would be pretty cool so hopefully as restrictions continue to ease that'll become far easier for me to do so yeah exciting times ahead as we kind of head back towards some sense of normality I've kind of been thinking about everything I've managed to do over the last nine weeks kind of review this isolation time almost for lack of a better way to put it I um one of the positives for me has been I've been able to kind of um, relax and chill out a bit more. I've definitely slept more in the last nine weeks than I have probably the uh, last two years combined. And not like I've been sleeping in, but just being able to sleep a full like seven, eight hours every night, which has been really cool. Being able to uh, watch the odd documentary and TV series and stuff, which has been awesome. Last Dance, I'm sure most people have watched that. That was unreal. It was really cool. Definitely be watching that again. That was cool. I've been pretty productive as well. Started the podcast, so I actually technically I started that just before isolation, but given giving myself credit for that. Been able to read a lot more. I've walked a lot more, which I spoke about before, which has been a bit of a game changer for me. Uh, I've been able to put together like a few different documents and programs and whatnot for our website, which has been sick. All that sort of stuff's been sitting on the back burner. Been able to had time to get that done. And one of the things that's definitely been highlighted for me during this period is kind of the um, misnomer about motivation. So usually, right, for me anyway, I have very structured days and structured weeks. So I kind of have to be at this place at a certain time, get this done by this time. You know what I mean? It's all set out. It's all structured. Don't really have time to think about it. But during this period, structuring my own days, there's no consequence. I don't have timelines on things, for most things anyway. There's no consequences for not getting stuff done. So... It's been kind of confirmed that this motiv- motivation is not... You can't rely on motivation. If you rely on motivation to get things done, you, um, you'll um you get nothing done. I know for me, I probably wake up maybe one day a week motivated where I'm like all amped and pumped to get stuff done. Every other day, I'm like, look at what i got to do. And I'm like, shit, um, I'm going to do all that. So it's almost... It's more a case of discipline than motivation if you rely on motivation to get stuff done, this is what I've found anyway, you're going to get nowhere because you're going to be motivated, like I said, maybe one day a week. It's got to be discipline. You've almost got to, I've found that you've almost got to map out what you want to do and then plan it so that the most unmotivated person would still be able to get it done. So it's little things like set it like, examples like packing your bags the night before, these little things to decrease friction and make it as easy as possible. So you almost have to plan things out, treat yourself like the unmotivated person that you are and use discipline to get things done because motivation is it's not going to get the job done for you. 
And obviously this period hasn't been easy as well. The um, extended isolation makes things difficult because you have lots, a lot more internal head battles with yourself, I guess you'd say, which makes things hard. So obviously there are days when you kind of need time to chill out and relax, but most of the time you're still better off getting shit done. And discipline's a way to do that. But yeah, this time, yeah, as I kind of mentioned there, this time hasn't been that easy in terms of like, or been spending so much time by yourself. And one thing that I've kind of found during this period as well is particularly initially, I was kind of comparing my situation to that of others. So that kind of brings me to what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about the dangers of comparing yourself to other people. So I'm going to go on about that for a little bit. Then I'm going to finish with some tips for returning to the gym. So some training-related tips as we get closer to coming back to the gym, which, as I mentioned before, is exciting. So, yeah, in regards to the comparing yourself to other people, particularly at the start of isolation, it was something I found very easy to do because, well, it was scary. It was going into the unknown, and it was very easy to sit back and look at my situation where in my job the what we were going into was very uncertain like there was no guaranteed money still coming in it's all it's all worked out really well in the end i should say we've done a really good job and it's all worked out fine but initially like when you didn't know it was kind of scary so i'm looking at it going oh i don't have guaranteed income i don't have a family around me to kind of help support me then you look over the fence and you see someone else who's got this guaranteed income they've got their family around them they're just working from home this whole time everything looks really nice for them but it's a dangerous thing to do because you don't know enough. If you just look at those one or two things, you create this image where you think they're killing it and they're doing way better than you. But it's, that's just your perception. You don't know enough about the other person to be able to compare yourself to them is kind of something of something something that I've kind of figured out. So, yeah, you don't know enough about them to make that comparison. They, on the surface, it might look like they're doing really well and they're killing it. Family might look really happy, but then you delve a little bit deeper. And behind closed doors, they could be arguing all the time. They could be genuinely unhappy. So you don't know enough about other people to make that comparison. And you're too different. Like, every individual person is so different from another one. The things that make you who you are are so different to those things that make that other person who they are. So it's it's way too hard to compare. So you don't know enough about them, and you're too different. So those two points alone are are enough to kind of, yeah, enough to kind of butt that in the head and it should be enough to convince you not to compare yourself to others, but I know how hard it is. It's an easy, it's a very easy thing to do. Because you only see the good parts of other people's lives and you think, oh yeah, it's all awesome. But like I said, you don't know what it's like behind closed doors. So you just can't make that comparison. That's what I These are all things I've had to tell myself, by the way. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever heard, so there's a psychologist called Jordan Peterson, I'm sure most of you have heard of him. He has a really good line where he says, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, yesterday, don't compare yourself to who someone else is today. So I think that's exactly, I think that's it, I might have misquoted it, but it's something like that. So the idea is, compare yourself to who you were yesterday. So you can get a little bit better, you can improve your situation and make your life a little bit better from one day to the next. And you can continually do that. That's easy. You can make small improvements every single day instead of comparing yourself to other people. So I think it's a really, really good idea and something that I've definitely tried to embrace and apply. It's not easy because, like I said, it's very easy to compare yourself to other people. But 
it's a really good idea. Something so simple. Like compare yourself to who you were yesterday and just keep focusing on improving improving yourself and your situation like a tiny little bit every day. And then that starts to add up and you have the cumulative effects of that and it starts to build. So that's something that I found to be really, really useful. And then the other thing on this whole comparison thing I found is kind of, for me anyway and for other people, is insecurities. So everyone has their own insecurities. So regardless of what you might think of another person, they have insecurities just because they might not have the same insecurities as you. So you might lack confidence. I know for me, I'm a bit of an introvert. So in social settings, like I'm never the most confident or upfront as where other people are the opposite of that. So you kind of paint this picture in your head, oh, just because they don't have the same insecurities as me, they mustn't be insecure. They have insecurities. I guarantee it. Every single person has insecurities. They might not be the same as yours, but every person has insecurities. Like for me, it's like I could easily rattle off a list of stuff and every single person could. So like I mentioned before, the um, introvert thing and not being the most confident in social settings. I don't know if you've ever seen me run before. It's very unique to say the least. And I think, and I could keep going, like I said, everyone has a massive list of these things, but everyone's insecure, insecure. So don't worry. It's it's kind of hard to convince yourself not to worry what other people think about you in regards to these things. But a big thing to that is the thing about all this weird shit that you do and all these things that you're insecure about, these generally tend to be the things that people love most about you, which is the ironic thing. I think we've got it backwards. So people try to hide all the uh, weird, not-so-normal stuff, I guess you could say, that they do. They try to hide that away from people. But you think about it, all of your people who you're really close with, your family, your friends, the shit that you love about them is, is all the weird shit they do. And you ask other people what they like about you. It's all the weird shit. Like, no one no one sits there and they're like, oh, I love that Ben guy. He's so normal. Never does anything weird ever. Like, that's, that's not how it works. People love the weird shit. So I think uh, we've got it backwards there, yeah. So everyone tries to hide the weird shit to seem normal. But anyone who seems normal, I guarantee you, they're just better at hiding their weird shit. That's all it is. Everyone does weird shit. They're just better at hiding it, which is um, which is kind of sad because people try and hide that stuff away. But like I said, it's kind of usually the best bits. So you shouldn't compare your weird shit to other people's weird shit either. Everyone's got their own weird shit. I feel like I've been saying weird shit. I feel like I've said that about 50 times. But yeah, so don't compare your weird shit to other people's weird shit. Just embrace your own stuff. And same in the gym too. Don't compare what you in the you do in the gym to what other people do. Yeah, which is actually a good little segue there. Nailed that one. Into the next section where I want to talk about a few training-related tips for returning to the gym. With gym's about to open, it's kind of exciting. I'm sure everyone's kind of pumped about being able to get back into the gym. But so when I when I go through this stuff too, I'm more talking to people that haven't had access to equipment or have had access to very minimal equipment over the last two months or so. If you've had access to a full set of equipment, then obviously you don't need to worry too much. You can kind of just dive back in and keep doing what you're doing. But if you've had, if you haven't had access to equipment over the last couple of months, which is most people, I'm talking to you. So when you get back to the gym, start slow. You need to gradually rebuild. So start lighter or at a lower intensity than you think you should. You cannot pick up from where you left off. 
you will be weaker and unfitter than you were two, two and a bit months ago. You have to accept that and be willing to start from the bottom and build up again. Although in terms of the fitness, in terms of the conditioning side of things, hopefully you've been doing conditioning because you don't need equipment for that. So hopefully you've maintained a decent level of conditioning. So you might be right from that standpoint. But I guarantee you'll be weaker. If you haven't had access to equipment, you'll be weaker. So you're essentially going to have to start from the bottom again and build up. If you go too quickly, dive back in and try to rush back to where you were, you will get injured. Now, the biggest thing is your structure, the structural parts of your body, so your tendons and ligaments. So your muscles will adapt quite quickly, actually, but it's these tendons and ligaments. You need to give them time to adapt. This is why you need to do less than you think you're capable of because your muscles might be fine, but then the next day you'll wake up and it'll be more than likely tendons. Next day you'll wake up and that Achilles tendon, for example, will be very sore. So you need to start light for that first that first couple of weeks to a month, you need to allow time for your, particularly the tendons and ligaments as well, to adapt and get, get their tolerance back, get their tolerance back to exercise and load. This goes for anything. So if you're doing some, any sort of exercise you haven't done for ages, you've got to start slow and rebuild, mainly for those tendons and ligaments. Got to give them time or you're going to get hurt. And this is where also not comparing yourself to others is handy as well because there are other people who are going to be in different situation to you. They might have had access to equipment over this period, so they might be able to come back and fly straight back into it, almost pick up from where they were. But if you haven't had equipment, you need to go slow. Don't worry what other people are doing. This is a long-term thing. Don't rush it. You've got plenty of time. If you do it properly in a couple of months, you'll pretty much be back to you where and you'll be back to you where you were and you'll be flying again. You might even be better off if you do it properly. And the same thing goes for running. So if you're an athlete, say, and you haven't been running for the last couple of months and now with sport on the verge of starting to come back, if you decide oh, I need to start running again, you need to start slow and gradual and progressively build it back up. Don't go out and try and sprint straight away if you haven't sprinted for a couple of months. <laughs> you're pretty much guaranteed to get hurt if you do that. You're going to hurt your hamstring. You're going to hurt your Achilles. Something's going to happen. Don't sprint straight away. Same thing. You need to rebuild your tolerance for running, predominantly those tendons and ligaments, that structural stuff. So same thing with running. If you're going to do it again, start slow and gradually rebuild it. Do less than what you think you're capable of and just slowly, slowly build. Same thing as I said with the strength training stuff. Give yourself that first couple of weeks to first month just to rebuild back into it and get going again. But yeah, if you try and go out there and sprint and bust it, go balls to the wall and bust yourself in your first session, you're going to get injured. It's going to happen. So take your time, rebuild. But yeah, it is exciting though that the gyms are going to, the gyms are getting close to reopening and some and sports sort of restarting again. NRL's actually restarting this week, which is kind of exciting. I'm not going to go into whether it's it should be happening or shouldn't, but it's just exciting from the point of view that sense of kind of normality coming back which is exciting so that's pretty cool so hopefully hopefully the next time i do this podcast we will pretty much be back to normal that'd be that's the um it's the dream anyway fingers crossed hopefully it's the same for everyone else hopefully everyone else is kind of back into normality in the sort of next month or so that'd be awesome anyway guys thank you again to everyone who has listened i really do appreciate it um have a great day